Salutations. Welcome to Citizens of the Multiverse. My name is Matthew, and I will be your guide into the stories behind some of the favorite characters of players in particularly Dungeons and Dragons, but in other role-playing games as well. So, let me set the scene for you. You are walking through the character's home city. In this particular case, it is Waterdeep. You are walking down the streets and you're headed towards the awning portal where you have been staying for quite some time. And as you are about to enter, you see something out of the corner of your eye, a glow that isn't something you'd recognize normally, and you decide to forego your stopping and go forward and see what this glow is. As you continue onward, you come upon a shop. You haven't seen this shop before. It is a glowing, honey-colored shop. And it seems to beckon you to enter. You do go in. You see, as you enter, a desk in the front. Multiple comfortable chairs uh, surrounding where this desk is. And behind the desk, there are rows and rows of tables with what look like magical items on them. And beyond that, there are multiple bookcases full of magical tomes. As you are entering, a large bearded man with a gold filigree robe and what appears to be a top hat with a jeweler's monocle attached approaches you and says, Welcome, Friar Matthias. Sit. We have been expecting you. Come, tell us your story. Friar Matthias is one of my very own creations. He has not yet been played as a character in a campaign yet, uh, but he does have a very interesting story. Friar Matthias's story starts about 40 years ago with a drow priestess 
receiving an unexpected and rare vision from Loth. The vision told of a way to infiltrate the surface world by uh, procreating with human females and uh, making offspring that looked human. So, for approximately four years after that, there were drow patrols in the Underdark searching for adventuring parties that contained human females. The goal was to kill any male adventurers and non human female adventurers and take the females for breeding purposes. It seemed as if it was doomed to fail from the start because any sort of offspring ended up showing some form of drow heritage. It was either the ears, the skin color, the hair color. It was just not working very well. They tried this for approximately four years, and during that time period, a uh, young uh, human female sorceress named Llewellyn the Lucky had gathered a group of adventurers to go into the Underdark in search of what might have been a new species of jumping spider. Her party went into the Underdark and did the research that they needed on this particular spider species. And as they were preparing to leave, they were ambushed by a patrol and all of the other members of the party were killed other than Llewellyn. Her luck seemed to have run out when out of the darkness of the Underdark, arrows seemed to fly straight and true into each of these uh, drow patrollers, killing them and sparing Llewellyn from this grisly fate that would have befallen her. What came from the darkness with these arrows was a young drow ranger by the name of Glendrin Helvitlar. He had heard what was going on with the patrols, and he did not approve of what 
they were doing. So he had been attempting to save as many of these human females as he could, as many of the adventurers that he could. But now with this time period going on towards the four-year mark, they've begun to notice that the patrols had been disappearing, they're finding the bodies, and the drow were suspicious of everyone. Uh, Glendron offered to help Llewellyn the Lucky return to her home uh, and through the safety of his protection they did go through the Underdark some more searching out a little bit more information about the new spider species and as they were doing this Llewellyn and uh, Glendron fell in love. It was unexpected. It was lucky. And nine months later, they had a child, and the child looked human. And knowing that that was what the plan had been all along was more reason for the two of them to flee and find a safe place for the child. The child who was to become Matthias. They ended up stopping shortly in Waterdeep at an orphanage and dropped Matthias at, on the doorstep because they did not want him to incur any more wrath than they would if they were found and he was found out. And so... Matthias was to be raised at the orphanage. Matthias was not long for the orphanage, though. He was very, very curious toddler. And as on one day he toddled out of the orphanage and somehow found his way into the Undermountain. When the group of adventurers that had been sent to find him did find him, he was in a nest of giant cave spiders, unharmed, untouched, and yet there were remains of other children, animals, even adults 
in this nest. The adventurers believed that Matthias was blessed of Tamora with the luck that he had in not being hurt. And so, when he was returned to the orphanage, the people that ran the orphanage took him directly to the Temple of Tamora, where he was to begin his training as a cleric and to uh, spend his life there. He was a very, very trickster-like child, but being uh, of a trickster pantheon that was not frowned upon, his pranks were not harmful, although they did cause others distress at times, but he was not outright harmful to other children or the other priests that were teaching him, with the exception of maybe one of those tacks on the seats as the high priest sat during one of the lessons. But that was disregarded because of his blessing of Tamora. He learned very, very quickly his clerical duties, and he was given multiple rounds at the local taverns with blessing the gamblers, the adventurers, and what not. It was something that the clerics of Tamora did very, very often. It wasn't something that was frowned upon for the cleric to be found in the bar. It was here that Matthias got a taste of what an adventurer's life would be like. He saw people, particularly at the Yawning Portal, going in and out of the Undermountain. Some more successful than others. And he determined that once he deemed himself worthy to do it, he would gather a group of adventurers and go into the Undermountain himself. It did not necessarily happen the way that Matthias had planned it, because while he was in the awning portal one time, he came upon a young changeling bard who went by the name of Brother Jonas.
are actually by Jonas at this time. Jonas was very charismatic. Um, he was incredibly flashy, this, this gentleman. And he had his own ideas of adventure. And he told Matthias about these things and about how he would like to help spread the word of Tamora throughout the realms. Now, Matthias was always glad to hear someone wanting to help spread the goddess's word throughout. And so he had let his patrons at the Temple of Tamora know about this individual who would like to assist. While waiting for the blessing of the church to go out and adventure and spread the word of Tamora with Brother Jonas, as he was now called, Matthias was approached by an artist who was doing a special calendar. This calendar was the Cleric of the Month calendar. And Matthias was asked to pose for this calendar. And yes, he did pose for this calendar. And the elders in the church, the temple, did not necessarily approve of his posing in the calendar, but they were not to give a disdainful remark about it either. So when Matthias did eventually prepare to go and go out and spread the word. He was not given the true title of priest of Tamora or luckbringer of Tamora, but he was named as Friar Matthias, Friar Matthias Luckbringer. And he was tasked with spreading the word and helping adventurers on their quests to bring glory to Tamora. When he was to leave the temple, he received two very interesting gifts mysteriously that no one knew where they had come from. The first was a beautiful cloak. It had webbing on the stitches and a spider clasp on it. 
as it was, in fact, a cloak of Arachnida. And also, he came upon a small green jumping spider. This spider he named Lola, and she has been a constant companion to him ever since. This spider actually was one of the spiders that his mother, Llewellyn the Lucky, had been studying. It was called the Century Jumping Spider, as unlike other jumping spiders, this one had longevity while most were only living for about three years. So Matthias headed to the Yawning Portal, where he and Brother Jonas would recruit other people to join them in their adventuring party and travel throughout the neighboring villages teaching of Tamora, uh, as well as gathering equipment and loot for their own purposes. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Matthias's story. I greatly appreciate that anyone would take the time to listen to me and my tale. If you are interested in helping tell your character's story, please feel free to contact us on Twitter at cotmultiverse or myself at Matthews Nerdy. We would love to have guests tell their characters' stories. Also, if you have questions or comments about Matthias or the podcast in general, please feel free to reach out to us at the same handles. And remember, we are all citizens of the multiverse.